Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 41. If you are a Season 1 listener, welcome back. You may have noticed my theme song has been revised thanks to my talented husband, who created both the first and second season's theme song. And new listeners, welcome. And NPEs, specifically those that are hurting, you are in the right place. And today we are going to hear from an NPE named Alexis. Welcome, Alexis. Hi, Lily. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to be the first NPE story of season two. Oh, no problem. It it feels like an honor. (laughs) And you are relatively new. I was looking over your email and um, wow. So thank you because being new in the process is uh, mind blowing. I'm, I'm sure from what I remember. And why don't you go ahead and let us know a little bit about what your original family was like? Yeah. So I I am definitely new to this community. Um, I, grew up right outside of Philadelphia. So my family's from, my whole family pretty much is from the Philly area. Um, And I did grow up as an only child. And um, my parents were older. Uh, My dad was around 50 when I was born and my mom was 42. Um, But my parents had actually been married since the early 70s. So they had been married about 20 something years before I was born. Um, So my family was you know, relatively middle class. Um, my dad was a real estate agent. My mom was a, a kindergarten teacher. Um, so, you know, it was lonely at times. I had some cousins, but um, my mom didn't really talk to her sister and my dad didn't talk to his. Um, and because my parents were older, I had no uh, grandparents. Um, so my mom was always very strict. We're Italian on her side. And, you know, being an older parent, she was definitely a little stricter than some of my, my friend's parents. Um, But my dad was very lenient. So he was more like my best friend. (laughs) Um, So my mom actually got diagnosed with lupus uh, when she was around 50. I think I was maybe in like third grade, fourth grade. Um, And then my dad was diagnosed with leukemia when I was in sixth grade. Um, and he died that same year. Um, so my mom and I very much lived closely together, um, and kind of butted heads a lot when I was growing up, but we still do a bit. Um, but definitely more in the teenage years. And yeah, that was sort of, sort of the picture of what, um, my family was like. Thank you for painting that for us. I'm so sorry to hear about your dad passing. Oh, thank you. Sixth grade. Oh, gosh. I know. As if there's not enough going on that year. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so so how did you find out you were an NPE? 
Well, um, I had been sort of speculating about it for a bit. Um, my mom and I over drinks one night when I was in college, um, disclosed that she had had an affair, um, for a period of time. And that was really the first time I questioned it. Um, I had always questioned lightly parts of our appearances. Um, my dad had these really bright blue eyes, um, and my mom's are, uh, like a blue green. And then mine are sort of a hazel green brown. Um, so genetically speaking, that combination doesn't happen really. Um, I also have more of a lighter curly hair and both of my parents have dark straight hair. Um, so there were some questions in my mind after my mom disclosed that. And I had actually asked her straight up as my dad, my dad. And she said, yes, you know, you have nothing to be concerned about. Um, and so I did Ancestry DNA, not because I was questioning her fully, but mainly because I was curious. Um, my dad's family was from Ukraine, um, and they moved to Germany uh, right before World War II. And my dad was born in 1943, so right during the outbreak of World War II, and they were living in Berlin. Um, so I was just really curious. I know he had lived in some refugee camps in Poland, and so I was just curious to find out more about their history, especially with him not being alive. You know, there was a lot of things I was hoping to kind of find through doing it. Um, but not necessarily that I had a whole, you know, second family. So I, about a year or two ago did the ancestry DNA test and, um, I got a match of a person who was an immediate family member. Um, so it took me some time to reach out to him. I was, you know, I think I did eventually maybe last September, um, just kind of saying, you know, like, here's a little bit about me. Let's try to see how we're connected. So even at that moment, I still didn't fully um, question it. I was a, a little, you know, it was starting to, the puzzle pieces were starting to come together for me, but it said immediate family or first cousin. So I'm like, well, you never know, especially since my parents don't talk to their siblings. Um, so I didn't hear back from him immediately. Um, and then I realized in March, as we're all home for quarantine and we have lots of free time to sit and think, that I had been having some email issues. So I was kind of left with this question of, did this person answer me? But I just didn't get it. Um, I've got to reach back out. So uh, that's what I did. I reached out again. And this time he did answer like right away. And he's like, oh, so I'm so sorry. I thought that I answered you. I'm like, oh, you probably did. I was having email issues. Um, and he disclosed that he didn't know his father. So, um, uh, at that point I asked him, do you know anything about him? Um, and he shared his name with me. And then I took the name to my mom to ask her. And, and then she told me, um, so I had kind of, you know, at the time, uh, like at that point was really pretty much onto it. Um, but when I asked her, she was like, all right, you know, I have something to tell you. Um, so we, we had sort of a painful conversation about it and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's how I found out. Oh, oh my gosh. So you're, this would be your half brother. Yes. 
Yeah. Wow. So he was a half brother and he actually shared with me that a few years back, so he grew up with, you know, without really having a dad. Um, and a few years earlier, a girl had reached out to him. Um, and it was actually, it's our, our half sister who he didn't know at the time either, but she found out about him because she was actually raised by our biological father. And she found out about him through a conversation with her aunts Um, so he's like, well, actually, this is not the first time that I've had a sister, half sister reach out. Um, so, you know, she's out there too. And, uh, yeah. So you also, okay. Both of you also have a half sister out there and you all have different mothers. Yeah. So who, who knows and how, how did this go with your mom? Um, well, so obviously my brother knows, um, and my mom, my mom knows now that I know, um, and she said at the time, um, that she, she disclosed that she was having, uh, she and my dad were separated, um, which I never knew. And she said that she had started dating someone that she worked with. Um, but then when she, like went to disclose her pregnancy that he um, not only didn't want anything to do with it, but was actually violent um, in response. So at that point, my mom went back to my dad and told him like what had happened. And he, um, my parents before, I mean, they were married a long time before I was born. My mom had a few miscarriages. Um, and so she thinks now that maybe it was something on my dad's end because here she is in this other relationship and now she's, you know, pregnant. Um, but my, the dad who raised me had just really wanted to be a dad. And that was actually the reason that they got back together, um, just to kind of come together and raise me. So, um, he actually did know, um, and my biological father knows. Um, and actually this week or last week, I think it was, I reached out to my sister for the first time. Um, wow. And so I, I haven't heard from her, but I have, my brother also reached out just to, you know, let her know that I was trying to reach her and she was surprised. Um, and she's still thinking about what she's doing, but um you know, she, it sounded like she was going to answer me at some point. <laughs> so whenever my phone buzzes now, I keep checking. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. So this is going on currently. Yeah, Wait, it really yeah. is. Is your, okay. What is the birth order of you and your half brother and half sister? So my half brother is 10 years older than me. Um, it's actually his birthday today. Uh, so he's 10 years older than me and our half sister is five years older than me. So she's in between the two of us. So I'm the, the youngest. And okay. And she was raised by your birth father. Yes. And I believe her parents at some point got divorced and, and um, I believe he's remarried. Um, he was remarried a few years after I was born. Um, so, you, yeah. Have you contacted him or because he already knew about you? You haven't. I haven't. I don't know that it's out of the realm of possibilities for one time, but my mom is really against me reaching out um, because of the prior violence. And she just made it sound like it was really, it didn't end on good terms. And she 
seems to be like a little bit um, scared of the possibility. So it's, it's hard to wrestle with that when you don't want to put someone else in danger. She also didn't, didn't want me to reach out to my sister for the same reason. Um, But it was just something I kind of felt like I had to do and like taking ownership of this new identity. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I haven't told her yet that I reached out, but I think I will once I finally hear from her. Um, But so at this time, I'm not really super interested in meeting him. Um, But I'm, I'm not closing myself off to the possibility entirely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot knowing the history of violence, how frightening, and also that he knew of you and your mother, I, is she a, I'm just have to ask, is she a trustworthy person? I think what, what I think is that she has kept this secret for so long that what's true and what's not true aren't fully clear to her. Like, I think she's missing a lot of details and I think she pushed it down. Um, And I don't question that if this other man, like my biological father, didn't want to raise me, that there might have been some elaboration when she went back to my dad. Um, And that's not to say, like, I believe that there was some violence that occurred. And I'm not trying to, like, doubt her story as potentially, like, a victim of assault. But I just think, you know, I think she was in a tough spot. And I think looking back on her background and her beliefs and like what she wanted to present to society. I think there was a lot of shame that came along with her situation. Um, And it's hard to know if someone's trustworthy after like you found out, like I said, my mom and I lived together, just the two of us for so long and we've always been so close. Um, So just to know that she was keeping that it does make it hard to, to trust um, her and, and things she's saying. Yeah. How are, how are you feeling about that? I mean, it's, it's hard because she's coming from a place of feeling like she kept the secret because she wanted to protect me. And I do get that. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I was in that situation. And is there ever really a good time to tell someone that. Um, but I look at some of the other things, like the fact that my mom knew I had a sister this whole time, you know, the fact that if I, like my husband and I would like to start having, trying to have kids at some point and that I have kind of this question mark over my genetics on one side, you know, there's, it's, it's hard not to be a little bit mad, you know, and, and I get her perspective. I, I do. And, and I haven't really been openly angry with her, but I think it's just a trust issue, um, which is hard because, like I said, we've always been so close. So it's, it's hard. Oh, so, so hard. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. And, and your, your half brother, um, sorry, you may have already said this. He, he does not have a relationship with your birth father. Is that correct? Right. So he, when he met up with my half sister a few years back, they had dinner and, um, 
she had asked him at the time if he was interested uh, in meeting him and he said no. Um, And that makes sense. I mean, I, for me, I had a dad, you know, and I had a great one. So I wasn't, I'm not necessarily in the market currently for one, but for him, I imagine it's got to be hard being a, a male and growing up without a father, you know, at all. So he, he was not interested and I don't know if his feelings have changed, but, um, he did mention at the time that he wasn't interested. So the birth father, your birth father probably already also knew of his existence at some point. Yeah, I think he did because my half sister found out about him and she was the one that reached out and she, yes, yeah, she heard from her aunts mentioned something about it. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I think he knows about both of us. <laughs> yeah. That always makes it really challenging when you find out that the birth father did know of you and your existence and didn't want to be part of raising you. That's really, that brings about a whole bunch of feelings. Um, yeah, it does. There's, I would say that's like a great way to describe it. Cause I feel like, you know, there's so many emotions and they're so random and they surface at any time. And I'm sure you've probably recognized this as being in somewhat of the same boat, but how many TV shows have this plot as the theme? Like mm-hmm. I'll just be trying to watch a nice normal show and the plot is like, you know, secret father who mm-hmm. didn't <laughs> know, like want to be involved. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. in a lot of shows. So yes, it is. It's hard to take your mind off of sometimes. And once you find out you are in NPE, just to use that as a noun, um, when you start seeing it in movies and shows, you're like, really tuned in like what's going to happen I or that's how I am anyway now that I anything yeah. that has an NPE plot line I'm like I need to watch this to the end yeah and I I actually coincidentally read um Danny Shapiro's Inheritance um a couple like two years ago a year or two ago and as soon as I started to kind of grapple with the emotions of this I checked it out from the library and I read it a second time because I wanted to read it now from like the the fresh perspective Um, wow so you had actually read it before you had your own yes oh that's crazy yeah um it was on like the lucky day bookshelf at my library which is where I get a lot of my books so oh I read it before I knew that it applied to me Okay, so where are you at now? You're waiting to hear back from your half-sister. Yeah, um, I actually met my brother for dinner about a month ago, um, and we have plans to do things again, Um, but it was so nice. So he brought his wife, um, my husband came, they have a son that's just turned two, um, and he was adorable, and it was just such a nice conversation. Like, we definitely clicked you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like, it felt like we were long lost siblings or anything, but we, we got along really well for sure. Um, and we've been talking a lot and part of what's bringing us together is trying to reach out to my sister and deciding what to do about it. But, you know, we're wishing each other happy birthday and we're chatting about our weekends. And so that's just been so nice. And I mean, we both did grow up as only children and I always wanted siblings. So, um, that's definitely a silver lining that's come out of it is that my relationship with him is, um, 
getting to be closer. Um, so that's been, you know, <laughs> that's been nice. Have you taken on the role of, and this might be premature, taken on the role of aunt yet? Or is that not, are you not there yet? I said when we sat down, I was like, and I first saw him, I'm like, I know that I might be biased because I'm technically his aunt, but he's so cute. Like, that was my (laughs) first reaction. And then um, it was his birthday, actually, last week. And I texted, uh, I texted my brother to, you know, tell him happy birthday. And I sent a little superhero happy birthday thing because I know he likes superheroes. And he sent me a video of him saying, thank you, Aunt Lexi. And it like melted my heart. It was so cute. So it is really nice. And my sister also has a child that's one. Um, my brother's wife is due with their second baby in September. So in, in a way, it feels kind of nice that I'm starting to connect with them when their kids are young and they might come to know me as an aunt, you know? Wow. Um, not out of the realm of possibility. So, oh wow, it really sounds like it's heading that way, especially with your brother, and who knows with your sister. Oh, Alexis, thank you so much for sharing all of this today. I I really appreciate it, and I'm I'm hopeful for you, and and just thank you. Thank you so much for for taking the time to have me. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.